the gap is real. And the gap is real because of those unconscious biases that we all have about what does a technologist look like? You have to have sponsors at the leadership level that are saying, we encourage and we make room for women in these leadership positions because without them as role models, the younger women have nothing to look forward to. Not everyone makes the news, but behind every growth-driving experience, product, and transformation are experts who shape the outcome. Welcome to Behind the Growth, a podcast for digital leaders and those aspiring to become one. Each episode features a candid conversation with a remarkable individual. Join us as we focus on their struggles, wins, and lessons learned you won't find anywhere else. Let's get started. Welcome to Behind the Growth. I'm your host, Mudassar Malik. And today we're celebrating Lisa Sutherland. And she's the Senior Director, Emerging Markets at Rogers Communication, an incredible leader and a passionate advocate for women in tech. Lisa, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thanks, Mudassar. I'm so excited to be here today to talk about this topic. So excited. Excellent. Yeah, let's, let's start. Like, you know, we would love to hear more about you and your career journey. I think that would really set the stage for everyone here. For sure. So when I started my career, I was a young woman and I and T were two letters that I weren't really familiar with uh, coming out of university. And I actually started my career on the front line um, at Rogers. And I quickly got an opportunity to move into an IT position, doing pretty rudimentary work on a migration of a company that we bought. And what I realized was the opportunity to influence the customer experience through technology was something that I was pretty good at, A, and B, something that I think was lacking mm -hmm. in the IT industry at the time in, in the early 90s, to have mm -hmm. somebody that had a focus on customer experience, but also had an aptitude to problem solve using technology. Mm -hmm. That's, that's it, huge. Yeah, it is huge. And so, you know, throughout the last three decades, I've really built my career in terms of bettering myself, learning new technologies, but always carrying that customer experience with me, <clears throat> no matter where I've gone mm. in, the, in the IT industry and ensuring that we are building solutions mm. for every customer, regardless of who they are. So over these years, you've, I'm sure you've changed many hats, many responsibilities. So could you just give us a walkthrough of those, like what have the portfolios you've been working on? Yeah, for sure. So I think my, my secret sauce or my superpower is being able to translate business needs into technology, technology mm. solutions. And although I've had many different roles throughout my career, I think that's the heart it, mm. of it in every every job I've had is really being able to translate that that knowledge of customer needs or business needs into a technology solution. So the different roles that I've had yeah. throughout my career has really been about enabling the right experience to happen at the end of the day for both our internal and external customers. And why I think I've had that that ability to do it maybe better than some hmm. is that I'm not only thinking about it as a as an employee of the organization, but as an end user customer. And I think sometimes why it's important to have different perspectives to do that is 
when the people that are developing the solutions are one type of person, which is a lot of the times the the young male, you're going to get one type of solution. By having women, diverse aspects, providing the lens on the solution, hmm. you're going to see many opportunities to have a more robust experience. Got it. I think that's, that's tremendous. And, you know, it's, it's a perfect segue into our topic, what we wanted to talk about. And um, so let's dive into it. And I'm thinking that despite making, you know, good progress, uh, women are still underrepresented in tech. And I would say similarly in leadership roles also. And, and it, you know, it even gets worse for women of color. Yes. So what's your take on the importance of this diversity and its potential impact on stakeholders? It's huge, right? There are still stigmas today around bias, gender, and, and women of color, people of color. There's mm. bias there. There is, there is a need to change the culture, right? Mm. And the culture that's happening today is better but there's still a there's still a huge gaps and opportunities when it comes to women and and I think there's there's a preconceived notion about what a developer looks like or people in technology look like mm. uh, you know if you imagine a, a a hackathon and you put that that image in your head about what a hackathon looks like what's that picture that you see do you see a bunch of guys in hoodies surrounding yeah. eating Doritos and, and coding all day? Like that, that's the image that I have in my head because that's what I grew up with and seeing. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think about some major industries that are, are targeted to women, mm. is, that, is that who you want developing your solutions, right? Mm -hmm. Or developing your, your ideal experience. So anyways, the, mm. the gap is real. And the gap is real because of those, those unconscious biases that we all have about mm. what does a technologist look like. Mm. The role models are uh, few and far between. And I think there's, back to the culture, the, the culture has to be enabled by men and women at the leadership level, right? Mm. You have to have sponsors at the leadership level that are saying, we encourage and we make room for women in these leadership positions because without them as role models the younger women have nothing to look forward to i'm sure like it has improved over the years like you know and you've you've gone through the number of transitions and i'm also thinking that at, at the start of your career when you said id was still something an unknown territory yeah like it must have taken a lot of strength to go through find anchor yourself and you know make your voice felt and heard so how is, how is that transition like? And I'm sure, you know, it's, it's, it's much better now, but just reflect on that. A hundred percent. I think as a, first of all, I was a young woman in IT hmm. and I looked around and there wasn't anybody my age hmm. that looked like me. We had, you know, I was very lucky to be surrounded by a few women that were, I would say more like middle management in the, hmm. in the industry, but those that were really strategizing were all men. Hmm. And there seemed to be this perception there was only enough room for one or two women around the table. Mm, and wow. I think what's changed was the women 
the women that were at the table said there wasn't enough room for more. And so they held to that position very closely. Mm-hmm. And what's changed today is mm-hmm. there are women like myself and, and other colleagues that say, we welcome everybody around the table. Mm-hmm. And, and it, there's like this, this scarcity thought. There was a scarcity thought, you know, 25 years ago that there wasn't room. Um, and it's a, bit, a little bit like love. There's always enough love to go around for everybody <laughs> if you make enough room in your heart. And so that's how I view the diversity quotient in the industry. The more, the more love you have to engage in and invite more people in, <laughs> the better the results are going to be. So that shift has really happened. And I think the other shift that happened <laughs> was women felt like if they put their head down and just worked hard, they were going to be noticed. Mm. That was that was pretty typical of my generation, Gen X, you know, work hard, yeah. you'll get noticed. Somebody will tap you on the shoulder and you'll get the promotion. But, you know, we didn't advocate for ourselves. Men were advocating for themselves and saying they could do the job and women were mm. waiting to be noticed. And I think the shift, as I've seen further generations come through technology in their careers, they are really learning to advocate for themselves, mm. understand what they're good at, and lean into those strengths. And so you're seeing more people ask for what they want as opposed to wait for somebody to tell them what they're good at. Yeah, it's such more a huge... More self-awareness. Yeah, it's such a huge deal also. Like, you know, you don't ask, you don't get, right? So I think that's a huge one. And I... I agree with you. Like, I'm also noticing there's a lot more drive for women now to be progressive, to take some responsibilities, senior positions. You know, that's that's fantastic. And, you know, the world just, it just, the whole place gets better, right? Like, I think that's really the key thing here. I, let's also, let's also bring some uh, lesser known stories to that. I think it's very important to really bring forward some of the contributions that women have made, be it in tech world, especially. So, Something that you would love to share, you know, from what you've noticed over the career. So, but, you know, I think this is a story that a lot of people know, but, you know, leading out of the Second World War and even into the 50s, Hmm. computer programmers were mostly women. Think about computer Mm -hmm. programming when you had to draw, like, on a piece of paper and insert it in a machine. Those were computer programmers. Hmm. And it was vastly women. Hmm. And then there was... You know, some studies done by some major computer companies in the late 50s, early 60s that started to define what's the ideal computer programmer. And the study was done, I think it was about a thousand men and maybe 200 women were part of the study. Mm-hmm. And the qualities and qualities and skills that were they thought were required for a computer program were vastly uh, pointing towards a male-dominated society. But there were women, I'm sure everybody's also seen the movie Hidden Figures, right, mm-hmm. of of women that were really like at the forefront of, of NASA in, in the mm-hmm. 60s. And these were women of color that were really influencing making a difference, yet they were segregated and they were, you know, stuck in a back room somewhere. Mm-hmm. But without these women early programmers in the in the 50s and these women working at NASA we would not be where we are today as a society that that first step that would never have happened you know you can go back in into the 
1800s, Ada Lovelace is another one, right? Mm. But where do, where does it fall off? So how do we get from these pioneer women that were working on cutting edge technology to mm. having to fight in 2023 for uh, 50% equality? Women today are still making up less than 20% of leadership positions in technology. The numbers uh, in the workforce starting out are like 47%. So where's the drop off that have happened? And are there enough role models? Like were these mm. role models enough for for our children, for our grandchildren to like seek to to have these roles? Mm. But but some of the biggest influencers, you know, are really what what I kind of remind myself sometimes is through that dive through that those obstacles they had to face they were still mm -hmm. so successful and how do we how do we get that that back for our girls today right to know mm -hmm. that they could be at the forefront shaping what what the world can look like through technology mm -hmm. so how do you how do you see that thing happening like what are your thoughts on it like are there some suggestions that you've been thinking through well i think i think the stigma right I think there's a stigma about what does it mean, back to what I was talking about before, about, you know, the image of what it looks like to to be in technology. Yeah. I think if we encourage our, our young women and our girls early in life that every role you take, every job that is out there in, in the world is about problem solving in some way. Mm. Technology is no different. It's just a different tool in order to solve the problem. And if you don't have a your voice being heard in technology, it is going to shape our world in a way that might leave you behind. And so I think that's the message that I would give the young women today. If you want how you see the world to be left behind, then don't go into technology. But if you want to influence and change the world, have your perspective seen, have your voice heard, because you can you can change it. Um, there are so many examples in the industry where women were forgotten, right? There's famous, you know, I, I joke about the, the, the famous Apple, when Apple first launched their health app 10 years ago, it was a health app. They mm. completely left out women building that health app because they didn't talk about women's menstrual cycles in the health mm. app. Mm. That's 50% of their, their population mm. gone. Mm from not being included in that app. And was it because there was no women around the table building it? Mm. Car industry, you know, the the crash test dummies are built around the male figure. And mm. so when crashes happen, women are more likely to get hurt worse because the design was not built around women. Mm. And so th those are s small examples of things where if, if, our girls are not involved and included, hmm. it can really shape and dilute what our future can look like, especially with AI. And hmm. it's only as good as the inputs it's receiving as we yeah. move forward. That's huge. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. It's a very powerful message. And, you know, I think you and I we were talking about it, like, Tech, it's just inevitable. There's no way that you can, the future is going to be without it. You know, even right now, we find, we struggle not to use and be part of tech every day, right? So I think the the quicker we, the earlier we embrace it and we start contributing, the better, 
I think that's the way it would go. But at the same time, let's also talk about, are there enough mentoring and networking opportunities? Do you think there's enough for women in there, especially in tech? I think there are opportunities and there's, there's, but it's, it's seeking out those opportunities that mm. we have to make more accessible to everybody. Mm. So a lot of the major corporations in Canada have inclusion and diversity groups where mm. women can gather and have networking and mentorship opportunities. But where I think it still lacks and, you know, it's a bit controversial, mm. it's, the, it's the men that have to support the women in order for things to change. The women supporting women are important because that's the role models you see, but without advocation from people in leadership position, which are still, you know, 80% men, that the, the shift uh, will not change. And that mentorship, doesn't matter who it comes from, a man or a woman, is, is super important as we move forward. I think as well, um, there is an opportunity for it to be grassroots, right? We always think that it's a top-down approach with mentorship, but when it, when you look at young women getting together with their peer groups and talking about their struggles and the barriers for them for advancement, this allows them to share and and figure out what has worked for them. And I think those those opportunities are almost sometimes more important than mentorship. That peer, mm -hmm. that peer mentorship around mm -hmm. women starting their careers would have been so useful for me because I, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes you felt very alone in what was happening. But when you have other ones support other women supporting you, you go you go pretty far together as a team. And that confidence is what is is important to letting you rise in your career. Mm. Absolutely. And were there any mentors in, you know, in, in your career with this mentorship that played a role in your overall journey? And is there a shout out that you'd like to give to any mentor that you had? I don't know if I'm going to name names today because there, sure, are, yeah, there okay. are there are a few. There are a few. Yeah. And they were both men and women. Yeah. But the most important part of mentorship for me was I started to believe in the person that they already knew I was. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to me thinking about working hard and putting my head down. But they were, they were the ones that pointed out to me, you're already there. You already have the strengths and, and opportunities. You just have to believe in yourself. And mm -hmm. those were the switches. Those were the, the, the folks that really enabled me to see see the person I was and the strengths I had and the abilities that I had to move forward and advocate for myself. There's a switch sometimes that like I, I ask myself sometimes what I would say to my younger self. You know, I look back and I said, what would I say if I was 25 again? And that's exactly what I would say. And it's what I say to my mentees right now. Worry, don't worry about the opportunities you have. You're going to fail and you're going to grow from those opportunities. Great. Think about how, what are your innate strengths that you're better at than anybody else in this entire world? And make sure that you lean into those because those are always going to be your superpowers that nobody else can replicate. And quit, quit being timid about, about who you are. Advocate for yourself. Advocate for those strengths. It might not always, you know, turn into a promotion or something successful, 
But mm-hmm. if you if you just if if you're timid about it and you're you're not advocating for yourself, nobody else is going to notice. You have to make sure people are noticing. Yeah, absolutely. I think stand up for yourself and really be strong there. Are you also? I, I, I'm sorry. Forgive me if I'm throwing you on the spot. But are you open for mentoring? And if people want to reach out to you or young women who want to reach out to you, are you open for that? A hundred percent. I I actually had somebody just recently ask me, hmm. would I mentor them? And I said, the first step in, in mentorship is you investing the time to want to be with me as much as I want to be with you. So I am open to people that really want to spend time learning about themselves and being honest about who they are. And I'm very willing to do mentorship. I'm also a mom of two girls. And so for me, it's super important that I help change the landscape for them. You know, they always say to me, mom, why do you count? Why do you count how many women are in a meeting or who's sitting around the table? And I said, so you don't have to. Wow. So you don't wow. have to. And so those are <laughs> those are the women that I would love to continue to mentor mm-hmm. as they start to see different barriers uh, than I did when I was mm-hmm. in my 20s. And I hope that they don't they don't ask why there's not enough women around the table. And they're talking about the strategies to to change the world. Love it. Love it. And I think it's very, very important to find a good mentor. Just just having a mentor is not good enough. Really going after, you know, finding somebody whom you feel the inspiration is the right fit for you and can guide you into the right direction. I think it's very important for our listeners to also recognize and work on that. So we have Lisa up for grabs on mentorship. So, I'm, I'm going to say one more thing on mentorship. Yeah, yeah. Seek out somebody that's a little different than you as well. And it's, and it goes back to what we're talking about, the diversity of thought. Mm-hmm. If you seek mentorship that from somebody that, that is exactly like you, doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you shouldn't find somebody that resonates with you, mm-hmm. but that looks at things from a little bit of a different perspective. Those are the people that are going to make you stop and really wonder, am I going in the right direction? Am I applying myself in the right way? Am I asking the right questions? If you if you seek mentorship from somebody that's already thinking the same questions as you and going in the same direction, it's good, but it's not great. Hmm. You really need to seek out somebody that challenges you to be a little bit outside of your comfort zone. And then, and and as you know, Murasar, it's it's when you're outside of your comfort zone, that means you're growing and grow. yeah. So yeah, that's huge. I think that's such a beautiful point that you made. You know, you you got to push your boundaries. You got to know what you don't know. And that's when you grow. Uh, so thank you for saying that. And uh, Lisa, we're coming up on our time and I think you've touched upon it, but I would still want to give you an opportunity that, you know, with being so deeply passionate about on this topic, if there's a final message that you would want to give to all the young girls and women who aspire to make their careers in tech or any industry, I think it's just not limited tech, but I think it's there's a very important participation that needs to happen. So what's your message to everybody? I think the message is remember that everything that you do in life, uh, whether it's picking up your phone, interacting at a store, going into a hospital, 
taking an airplane. Those are all things designed by, pe by people around the world. If you want to see it different and you want to influence how things can be, be present, lean in and, and take on those challenges because you can make a difference with your beautiful talent, your creativity, your innovation. You can change the world and make it, make it, make it a diverse, beautiful palette for everybody to enjoy. I love it. Yeah. Bring in your contributions. Bring in the impact. Uh, Lisa, this is, thank you very much. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to connect with you. What's the, the go-to channel? Uh, would LinkedIn be your preference? LinkedIn is my preference. Lisa Sutherland. And hope to hear from some of you in the, in the future. Absolutely. I'm sure you're going to be uh, having a number of people reach out to you. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights on the diversity. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to this inspiring conversation with Lisa. Remember, the future of tech is brighter when it's inclusive. So until next time, keep inspiring and keep breaking barriers. Thanks for listening to Behind the Growth. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow along on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. This podcast is brought to you by Mobile Live, a team of digital experts bringing intelligence and efficiency to how businesses sell, serve, and save. For more episodes of Behind the Growth, please visit mobilelive.ca slash podcast.